Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DMVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. We are presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Get your free ticket for one of their rugby matches or stream all their matches on that website. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. Shout out to those guys. Hope everyone is having a great weekend, a great Friday night, which is what it is right now. I'm watching Colorado State, Nevada as this is going on. Figured we could do this one a little bit later and we're going to future-proof it a bit more for the weekend too so that you guys can listen um, not only this weekend but anytime into next week and have a relevant show to listen to. Tons to get to though. We'll talk about some coaching candidates at the end um, and then in segment two we'll talk about the basketball team. We of course had media day on Wednesday so that was really cool. We of course heard from Tab Boyle, the head coach. I talked to KJ Simpson, talked to Neat Clifford. And new transfer from Yale, Jalen Gabadon. We'll get to all that. First, though, I want to talk about what happened on Tuesday, and that was the press conference we had, the first formal press conference we had with Mike Sanford as the interim head coach. This is when he introduced your new uh, coordinators in Clay Patterson on the offense and Gerald Chapman on the defense. I think we learned quite a bit from this. I think some things are going to be different for this football team moving forward. And as soon as next week, um, we're going to start here talking about what Sanford said. As I mentioned on, I can't remember when exactly, it must have been Monday, um, talking about the Sunday press conference where Rick George and Phil DiStefano introduced Mike Sanford as the interim head coach. But coach talked about how he was going to meet with every player. Um, Of course, a pretty big moment for this football program and just given the coaching change, You don't know what all these guys are thinking, all these players. If anyone is particularly hurt by the firing of Durrell, um, Sanford made a point multiple times. I mean, Carl Durrell brought a lot of these guys in to this football program, so it would make sense if there are some hurt feelings and some guys that weren't quite as ready to move on, which is why Sanford met with them all, which I think was a good starting move for him. He then said um, that there will be no surprise transfers or redshirts So I think that's great news for you guys to hear. Of course, a lot of stuff has gone wrong over the past couple years, and even just going back to last offseason in December and January, we saw a lot of guys leave this football program, and there were many opportunities for guys to do that. Over the last couple weeks, uh, the writing was kind of on the wall that Darrell was going to be fired. So I don't think this is necessarily the most surprising thing for a lot of guys, but still, it's it's a hard situation to navigate. So credit to Stanford for meeting with all those players. And I don't know if he had any say in it or any influence on it, 
But the fact of the matter is none of these guys are going to be leaving this team early. They all are still buying in and ready to give it another shot for the final seven games of the year. Big opportunity coming up against Cal next week. We'll have fun talking about that game. Going on into the press conference, though, um, it was cool to see what Clay Patterson had to say. He was a he was a joy to talk to, honestly. He's someone that's been waiting for this opportunity for a while. He has been an offensive coordinator before. He ran offenses at Texas A&M Kingsville and Trinity Valley Community College. So obviously, this is going to be the biggest job of his career to this point. The thing, the main takeaway I took from Patterson's talk was talking about the intermediate passing game. And it's something that's really kind of been non-existence for this non-existent for this football team. It's a lot of a lot of times when you're moving the chains, it's either just running the ball, three, four plays a drive, barely getting over the the uh, first down marker, or you're seeing Owen McCown or whoever's in at quarterback just chucking balls uh, deep down the sidelines. Something that Patterson talked about was having an intermediate passing game, and I think that's a great move. I mean, just some. I don't want to get into too much of the nerdy schematic stuff, but you know they just need some more flood routes, some curl flat stuff, um, easy reads for McCown to potentially gain up to 10 yards and just easy first downs. That's something that Patterson talked about a lot. He said, we have to have some intermediate passing chunk plays. It doesn't have to be explosive. It doesn't have to be 80-yard touchdowns, but we have to be better at moving the chains and getting that initial first down. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, So hopefully we see... A positive change from Patterson in that department. Um, of course, he's going to be working closely, more closely with Owen McCown um, and the offense in general. He will be going up into the booth calling the plays. So you may be asking yourself, who is going to be the tight ends coach uh, for this football team? If Patterson's moved up, we see McGagan in a bit of an elevated role. Everyone's kind of been bumped up a notch. Um, there's a full full formal announcement in the uh, the press conference. If you go back to Monday, a couple guys got promoted. But tight end coach was still vacant, and uh, Patterson talked about that. It was a it was a funny quote. Let me find this and read this to you because I think uh, you're going to get a kick out of this one. Patterson said, "It's funny because with everything going on, I walked into the meeting room today and I wasn't as prepared as I normally am." I said, "Guys, a lot is going on right now. Here are the notes." And then Brady Russell literally said, "Hey, coach, it's good. I'm the interim tight end coach," which is really cool and awesome to see. Um, of course, Brady, just a really smart football player, a guy who's been through a lot on this team. This is about his fifth or sixth head coach, if you count interims. So these seniors, a lot of these guys have just been through so much. And to see them really sticking around and someone like Brady to not only stick around, but willing to help as an acting interim head coach, that has to make you feel good as a Buffs fan. Um, the product on the field has probably been poor the last couple of years. But these guys obviously love and care about this program, Brady Russell being one of them. Obviously, Brady didn't travel for the game last week to Arizona. He didn't play. And that's something Patterson talked about, too. He said that was one of the reasons why they wanted to do that. Obviously, Brady wasn't too healthy or healthy enough to play. So they left him back. But uh, Patterson talked about there's so many young tight ends in that room. And Brady's obviously not going to be there forever. So he wanted to get them a little bit of that experience of playing and going on the road without Brady trying to find the identity just amongst themselves as young guys because this core of tight ends is going to be together for quite a while. Um, Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, a lot of what Chapman and Sanford talked about in terms of the defense was playing fast, sound, and simple. Um, 
you know, this is something that we're just going to have to see the results on the field and see if that actually makes a difference. It's tough to really say at this point. I mean, you can watch the film from when Chris Wilson was defensive coordinator and kind of come to your own conclusions in a way. But we'll see if this defense is able to fly around a bit more, be more gap sound uh, tackling too. That's something Chapman talked about. He said they're going to reteach tackling. They uh, were teach re not reteaching, but going through pursuit drills also on defense, trying to get the unit to move as a whole rather than as a group of individuals. And then also a lot of formation recognition. It's really back to basic stuff for the buffs on defense. Uh, Terrence Lang, the one nugget that he really gave us after um, the coaches all talked on Tuesday is that it seems like this team is going to pressure the quarterback more or attempt to pressure the quarterback more. That's something we just haven't seen too much of just in natural pressure in three and four man fronts, but also in terms of blitzes. It'd be nice to see them really take some chances on defense and try to just create some opportunities for themselves to stay in some of these games. We will see everything next week. Um, keep it tuned here, guys. Hopefully we get to see some more practice and we can have some more stuff to talk about on that front. I, of course, can't share all the juicy details, but um, it's, it's still cool to get out there and see which guys are making plays and doing stuff like that. Before we move on to basketball, um, it's Friday night. I hope you've had a couple drinks and you're feeling good right now. Also, this weekend, Breckenridge Brewery has their weekend-long nanny at 32 years young. It's going to be live music, food, beer, and games. Uh, this weekend, 8th and 9th, you got no Buffs. You got no Broncos. The Rams are playing right now. I'm sure a lot of you guys aren't don't care about that. The point is, Colorado football is off this weekend. If you're looking for something to do, a fun time to have, Hit up Breckenridge Brewery down at their Littleton location. They're going to be throwing that hootenanny all weekend long. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineup. Also, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, my guys at DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's going to be a fun weekend, I think. A lot of close spreads in the NFL and some interesting ones in college football. We talked about a lot of those on the draft pod that podcast should be appearing right below this one in your podcast feed. Check that out, and uh, maybe you can ride with us on some of our picks and hopefully make some extra money this weekend. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Also, check out their stepped-up same-game parlays. Henry and I made one on Thursday for the Broncos game, a 10-legger. We hit, I think, 7 out of 10 legs. What didn't hit that we had wrapped in there, we had Broncos money line wrapped up in there. We also had Jerry Judy four-plus receptions wrapped up in there. And then the one that really hurt was the Naheem Hines four-plus receptions. The guy was targeted twice on the opening drive, catches one, and then, of course, goes down with that concussion. And basically, after the first drive, our parlay was done. But we had some good picks in there. So that was encouraging to see. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets, if your team wins when you place a $5 bet in any football game, that's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, I'm going to take a quick hydration break, and then let's get on to basketball. Everyone else take a hydration break too. Come on, guys. All right, here we go. Let's talk about some basketball. Of course, media day was on Wednesday. It was really cool hanging out in the gym. And uh, just being in a different setting. And finally, of course, basketball season is very close. Season starts next month. We have a inter-squad scrimmage, I believe, on the 15th, the same day that the Buffs play 
against Cal. Uh, so that'll be a busy day. There will be tons of content coming from that. They have a charity exhibition with Nebraska. I believe that is on the 30th of October. Um, Pardon me if I'm wrong. I'll we'll make sure to get that date right, of course, as we get closer. And then the season starts on November 7th. UC Riverside comes into Boulder. They will be playing the Buffs at 6.30 p.m. After that, the Buffs will be heading to Myrtle Beach for that tournament. Uh, games against Grambling, Tennessee, and UMass. It's a very interesting start to the season for the Buffs. Of course, this team, a little bit slow out of the gates last year. Um, and Tad Boyle, that's something he talked about again this week, is that just there's so much turnover. Of course, Beatty and Walker are going to be gone, so a lot of guys got to step up um, this freshman class. We heard a lot of good things about last year's freshman class, I should say. Uh, the 2021 class has made some strides, some in, some encouraging remarks on some of those guys that we'll get to. Um, but this team... It's going to be it's going to be Colorado Buffs basketball guys. They're going to be playing defense. They're going to try and rebound. Uh, they are they feel they're pretty quick, quicker than they were last year, with guys like KJ also echoing that sentiment. So we'll see exactly how they look moving forward through this month. It's going to be interesting to see if this team is able to gel right away, or if Tad is right on the dot and this team will struggle. Um, let's get to KJ though. I mean, he talked a lot about just growing as a player in terms of a rebounder and defender. Also something I think you guys would like to hear. Um, he didn't play with him, but KJ has been in contact with McKinley, Wright, So that's exciting. McKinley, Wright uh, made a big jump as a sophomore and KJ is hoping to do the same thing this year for the buffs. And it's just, it's encouraging to hear that McKinley is talking to them, uh, sharing some tips on playing defense, which is something that KJ also wanted to mention to us. After that, we then talked to Neat Clifford. He was very cool to talk to, a uh, very relaxed, easygoing guy. I enjoyed that conversation quite a bit. Uh, he talked a lot about the leadership of this team. Obviously, as we said, and you guys already know, Beatty and Walker are gone. So not only do these voids have to be filled on the court, but off the court in terms of leadership too. Clifford seems to have been taking that role very seriously and trying to help out a lot of these younger guys. And two of the transfers uh, from Yale schools. You had Jalen Gabadon coming in from Yale. And then, of course, we have Ethan Wright coming in from Princeton. Two guys that played really well, really good basketball for their teams last year in the Ivy League, making the jump to the Pac-12 we will see exactly how quickly they're able to fit into this team and earn some playing time. I got to tell you, talking to Jalen Gabadon, though, just so impressive, an amazing guy already. Um, so smart, so bright, funny, uh, gave really thoughtful, detailed answers and uh, actually talked to us. And, you know, he wasn't trying to get out of there. He was really enjoying the moment and speaking to the media and talking to all of us. Uh, we will definitely have him, or at least his audio on this podcast at some point, because I want to hear you guys. I want you guys to hear what he has to say. This is a guy who's pursuing a master's degree, of course, also on the basketball team, and then he's working with a company based out of Denver, uh, a company dedicated. It's an app dedicated to increasing athletic explosiveness. I mean, it's just I can't even imagine trying to do all that stuff in college on a sports team. Um, while pursuing a degree, he's got a full-time job too. The guy is just so impressive. As a player, he described himself as a, a slithery kind of all-around guy. He's going to go up and get the extra rebound. He said he'll make the extra pass. 
Uh, Tad Boyle talked about, about his shooting, said he's a good shooter. He just seems like a well-rounded player. So excited to see him kind of come around and hopefully makes an impact on this team very soon. We'll get deeper down the roster here. Coach talked a lot about Luke O'Brien, uh, the junior guard, who Boyle said he was their best shooter over the summer, which is going to be something that we monitor moving forward. Uh, he is projected to make a jump. Someone else who is projected to make a jump is Tristan Da Silva. Uh, Tab Boyle talking about he expects him to be a first-team All-Pac-12 player. He's someone that um, was was when Jabari was on the team, you know, kind of didn't really get to that as many opportunities. When you have a Jabari Walker, it makes sense. So it's this is a projected big breakout year for Tristan Da Silva, and Boyle agrees. He thinks that we're going to see something special out of him. And at a loss in Lovering, this guy got hurt last year, so we didn't really get to see the full loss in Lovering, and that's literally exactly what Tad Boyle said too. Uh, Buffs fans did not see the real loss in Lovering last year. He says he's looking great and ready to contribute immediately. Keep it here. We will be talking a lot about this basketball team moving forward. Of course, this was just media day. This is the start of it all. There's an article on the site too if you want to check that out. That goes deeper. We got some more quotes on that, a little bit more analysis. But we will be sure to be digging in more and more as we move through football season into the fall and into basketball season. Real quick before we get out of here, or not get out of here, before we transition to our final segment, I want to talk to you guys about Green Mountain Dental. They've been a supporter of DMVR since the very beginning and have had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth, and everything in between. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. That's Green Mountain Dental Group. Check out GreenMentalDentalGroup.com today to make an appointment or find out more information. Let's transition back to football. Um, of course, the Buffs aren't playing this weekend, so I don't blame you if you take the weekend off. Maybe go do some of these fall things before it gets too cold out here in Colorado or wherever you may be listening from. But if you're like me and you are a football junkie and we'll spend this weekend watching football start to finish no matter what, Here's some college football games we should focus on. Um, I'm going to talk through some of these games that have potential Colorado coaching candidates, and then I'm going to give you guys my top five candidates who I like the most at this point. Um, I didn't really get to talk too much about that since we had 37 guys to go through on Wednesday in the tier list, so I just wanted to put this list out here. Guys that I think are very special and would instantly help this program. We'll see if they coach themselves out of, out of Colorado's range, though. Starting, we're going to start with Garrett Riley. A big game this weekend for the Texas Christian Horn Frogs. They are heading to Kansas. Kansas is 5-0. They are looking to become the first eligible bowl team of the season. An insane turnaround for Kansas and something that Buffs fans are really going to be hoping happens to them soon. Lance Leopold has done a great job there. I've heard real quick too, a lot of people have asked me why Lance Leopold hasn't been involved in this Buffs coaching search. I mean, he, I guess technically he is. He's a name that we should talk about. But I think already at this point, he's coached himself out of the Buffs range. I think this is a guy who's going to get 
a pretty high profile job once this season's all said and done, or you could just stay at Kansas. Um, I just don't think that the Buffs are really going to be in the in the fight for hiring Lance Leopold once it's all said and done at the end of the year. But a big game for TCU. We'll see if Lincoln Riley's able, or not Lincoln Riley, Garrett Riley's able to call a good game for the Horned Frogs. It looks like Duggan is back at quarterback, and Quentin Johnston has started to take off as a player. Of course, Colorado held him down pretty well, um, but this guy has been able to put up some numbers since then. Not quite as impressive as a lot of people were thinking coming into the year, uh, but we'll see exactly what Garrett Riley and the Horned Frogs are able to draw up. If you're interested in watching Ryan's favorite guy, that is Kurt Signetti, the head coach at James Madison. James Madison in a big game against Arkansas State. Both of these teams have been covering all season long, so someone's obviously not only got to lose, but someone has to not cover too. This game is going to be at 5 p.m. It's on NFL Network, actually, if you want to check it out and get yourself a taste of the James Madison football team. Um, what the Dukes have been able to do this year has been pretty impressive. And you can check out uh, Kirk Signetti and see just how this guy cares himself, how he coaches a football team. Maybe get a taste for the potential next Buffs head coach. Next game is Jamie Chadwell, the head coach at Coastal Carolina. Coastal, of course, been one of the best stories in college football over the previous few years. They're playing UL Monroe. This is an ESPN Plus game. So assuming not many people are going to be watching that one. Another big game, though. Uh, Bill O'Brien, the offense coordinator at Alabama, they have a massive game with Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher coming to town to take on the Tide. Of course, a lot of drama between these guys over the offseason. Some mudslinging back and forth in terms of NIL and the recruiting and portal and stuff like that. Now they finally get to settle it on the field. We'll see if Bill O'Brien is able to draw up a good game. Um, Bryce Young may not play, so we might be able to really get a feel for Bill O'Brien here. Um, if Bama is able to play or has to play a backup quarterback uh, last week, though, that guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, just super impressive athleticism and speed at the quarterback position. I mean, this team just continues to pump out guys at every position. Jalen Milrow is his name. Super impressive player. After Bryce Young is gone, this team is still going to be very great. Next game is the UTSA Roadrunners. That is Jeff Trailer, the head coach there. We're going to be keeping an eye on him for sure. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are coming into town. Mike Sanford's old team. The Roadrunners are favorited by six and a half. They are three and two on the year right now. They've had a couple stumbles. Western Kentucky is a three and two team themselves. So we'll see who's able to right the ship um, between the Roadrunners and the Hilltoppers in Conference USA. Big game there. Next one, the former, the only former buff on this list, Ryan Walters. The defensive coordinator at Illinois, he is going to be in a rock fight with the Iowa Hawkeyes. This game going on at 5.30 p.m., Big Ten Network, so maybe not as many people able to watch that one. But uh, this is a game, it's a 36.5 point over under. So we'll see if Illinois shows up defensively. I mean, Iowa, of course, isn't the greatest team offensively. But we'll, we'll see exactly how fast and well coached that defense is this weekend. One of my guys, someone we'll talk a little bit more uh, for sure as we move on, Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon offensive coordinator. They have a game against Arizona. The Wildcats, of course, beat the Buffs last week. This should be a very fun and explosive game. Over-under set at 70, so the books are expecting quite a lot of scoring. Oregon, of course, Bo Nix at quarterback. 
And Kenny Dillingham has been impressive in just how he's been able to get Bo Nix to play some solid football. Uh, Bo Nix doing a lot of it on his legs, but he has been able to draw up some nice stuff to get Bo Nix to use his legs and roll out, uh, give himself some options, keep an eye on that offense for sure. And then Casey Dunn, this is the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. The Cowboys are going to be playing Texas Tech. They have the Red Raiders coming into town this weekend. Uh, 66 and a half over under. Uh, so this should be an explosive game too. Oklahoma State are nine and a half point favorites in that one. We'll see if Spencer Sanders and this football team are able to generate a mass amount of offense. And if Casey Dunn is able to put on a bit of a showcase this week. Finally, Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator and offensive uh, line coach at Michigan. This guy is the one who came in and replaced Josh Gaddis, who was the offensive coordinator last year. Michigan is plus 20 point uh, favorites in this one. Indiana hasn't really done too much this year. Of course, Michael Penix is at Washington now. Uh, rough couple weeks for the Hoosiers, though. They have lost to Cincinnati and Nebraska after going after starting 3-0 with wins over Illinois, Idaho, and Western Kentucky. Before we get out of here, I know we talked about the tier list and we talked about these coaches already. I just want to tell you guys personally, my five favorite guys that I am looking for for this Buffs job. I already talked about Kenny, Kenny Dillingham. I, I kind of gushed about him a bit on Wednesday on our tier list, uh, just talking about how he's able to galvanize a lot of people and is considered one of the best recruiters in the country. We'll keep our eyes and ears on everything coming out of Oregon related to Dillingham. Another guy I'm very, very impressed by is Jeff Grimes at Baylor. Baylor is off this weekend, so unfortunately, we do not get to see Grimes and the Bears duke it out. But this is a guy that just has an impressive resume, and he's been coaching an offense that, I don't I mean, it's Baylor. They don't really have all these five-star guys going around. This isn't Texas. This isn't Oklahoma in the Big 12. Yet, they run the ball and are as explosive as almost anyone in that conference. Another guy... Who I didn't talk about. This is an FCS guy. I wish I talked about him more on Wednesday. I forgot about him in our tier list. But Brent Vegan, the head coach at Montana State. This is a guy who spent a lot of time uh, in the FCS ranks. He coached at North Dakota State under Craig Bull. Followed Craig Bull to Wyoming when he was hired there. Coach Josh Allen, of course. We'll keep an eye on the Bobcats um, and see how they do throughout the season. And see if Brent Vegan is able to stay in the Buffs reach throughout the end of the year and possibly be a candidate. And then, of course, Garrett Riley. This guy's absolutely on my list. Uh, not just the the bloodlines and the connection to his brother, um, but just very explosive. We saw it in person or on TV against the Buffs in week one. TCU, they had these weapons on the outside and they were able to create big plays, but they also had a nice running game too. Just a very balanced attack. He's a guy that is definitely going to get some power five head coaching looks in the near future. Then, of course, Kurt Signetti. I'm going to hop on with RK. This is a guy that's just very impressive, has won everywhere he's been. The work he's done for the Dukes so far to this point has just been impressive too. That's going to be a game that I will definitely be watching this weekend on NFL Network at 5 p.m. The Dukes playing the Red Wolves from Arkansas State. That's going to do it for uh, me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed all the content that came out this week. It was a busy week for me. Very busy. I've been very, very tired, but it was a lot of fun also uh, talking not only football, but basketball finally with you guys. I'm sure we will be doing more of the same as we move through the season. Check out the Twitters at DMVR underscore buffs or follow my own personal one at Jake DMVR. 
Tons of stuff going up on both of those. Check out the articles on the site at thedmbr.com. Until Monday, guys, SCO Buffs.